Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 61, Ella Erglue, running for City Councilor in Ward 1, recorded on September 15th, 2018. Ella Erglu, you're running for city councilor in Ward 1. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you. So firstly, tell us, who is Ella Erglu? My family and I immigrated to Canada in 2003. I have a son, Matthew. He's 24 years old. He's doing his PhD in molecular genetics at U of T and doing research at SickKids Hospital. I'm an architect with 25 years of experience in the field. My husband and I work together at our architectural firm located in downtown Hamilton. Throughout my professional life, I work with private sectors at internationally well-known companies, mostly designing transit-related projects. And also, I worked at the municipal settings at the city of Mississauga. Lastly, I decided to establish my own architectural practice in Hamilton. I love outdoor, gardening, swimming, hiking, and skiing. I'm a successful businesswoman, proud Hamiltonian, and committed to serve and contribute this great community. Why are you running? I'm running for council because I profoundly care about this community, and I know I can make a real impact and represent Ward 1 in a transparent, engaging, and a progressive manner with the interest of people always in mind. For me, it's all about community and leadership. It's not about politics. Do you live in Ward 1, yes or no? No. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? Most people prefer counselors have qualifications, experience, and ability to effectively represent both ward and citywide issues. As long as an individual knows the community and understands their concerns, an address shouldn't be a deciding factor. Regardless of where you live, I think people should be looking at who is the most qualified candidate to represent them. My family and I moved to West Hamilton in 2003 and lived in various communities in West Hamilton, such as Westdale and Ainsleywood. I raised my son Matthew here in West Hamilton. He went to school from elementary, middle school at Dalewood, and high school at Westdale Secondary. I launched and operated a coffee business in Westdale Village that was sold in 2007. Although currently I live in an adjacent community, for many years I lived in West Hamilton, raised my family here. I know the area and community very well, and I have deep connections with having family members currently living in the area. It's a place with loving memories and special place for me and my family. How have you contributed to your community and our city? I contributed to this great community in many ways. Even though I have worked in cities like Toronto, Mississauga, and Burlington for years, I choose Hamilton as home for us and for my architectural practice. I am a contributor to the architectural community where I sit on the Complaints Committee of the Association. I have involved preparing undergraduate-level courses for project management in architecture for the Royal Architectural Institute of Canada's curriculum, through which I'm sharing my expertise in the field with young architects. I have been an active member in this community, mentoring youth and helping new immigrants, supporting our vulnerable by providing them 
financial and emotional support and provide employment for numerous people through various businesses I owned and operated since 2003. What are your two priorities for Ward 1 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? In Ward 1, violation of bylaws related to rental housing and property use along with noise and hygiene problems needs to be addressed. Difficulties on enforcing bylaws such as property standards, parking, and absentee landlords are making the situation worse. This makes it extremely difficult to maintain a balanced neighborhood that students and non-students residents live in harmony at a safe environment with a sense of community. The neighborhoods around McMaster are suffering from bylaw violations for a long time. Secondly, for both Ward 1 and the city, creating safe and friendly streets that everybody feels welcomed, enhancing a walkable, cyclable roads, and developing more continuous paths for bikes are essential. In its current condition, throughout our ward, the rest of the city, it's hard to say that our roads are safe to drive, walk, or bike. The condition is very poor, it's been long neglected, and needs our attention. Providing a reliable, accessible, and affordable public transportation is vital for our ward as well as for the city as a whole. By investing in our public services wisely, we can make transportation, housing, and access to arts and recreation affordable and accessible to everyone. Another issue is addressing poverty. This is one of my priorities. Sadly, so many families with children in Hamilton lives under poverty line. People living and dying on our streets, children going to school with empty stomach, and parents working on two, three jobs and struggle for providing basic human needs for their families are not acceptable. What are three skills that you will bring to elected office that makes you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? I have strong proven leadership skills. I'm a hardworking person and have the skills and experience in addressing budget issues, organizational concerns, and deeply care about well-being of our community. An architect with over 25 years of experience and a leader with accountability and responsibility on major projects, I have demonstrated proven leadership skills and a vision that I can bring to the table and be a strong voice for the residents of Ward 1 and Hamilton. Prior to establishing my own architectural practice in Hamilton, I was an employee at the city of Mississauga at the capital planning section of the facilities and property management department. In that role, I retained, coordinated, and managed external and internal resources, led and advised on short, medium, and long-term capital investment budgets. I'm a certified project manager and a member of Project Management Institute, a lead accredited professional, and a member of Green Building Council. In my professional life, I always advocated for sustainable and environmentally sensitive design and development. I'm a successful professional businesswoman and a member of Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. The residents of Ward 1 deserve a hardworking person who is proud of my nonpartisan campaign, ready, willing, and able to bring solutions to the growing challenges we all face in these critical aspects of municipal life. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s, and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities, and is important to young renters, first-time owners, 
critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? I support policy preventing expanding the city out onto farmland and instead building up on infill sites and intensification. I think it's a good policy and it has a lot of benefits such as optimizing new and existing infrastructure, create complete communities, revitalize downtown, encourages public transit investment and for future employment and economic growth. However, the way we implement intensification policies requires judgment and respect to the characteristics of the city. Every city is unique and has its own distinctive ecological, geological, historical, and cultural values. Hamilton is a beautiful city with unique features of escarpment, lake, history, and culture. Intensification should accompany with bylaws that ensures that building design respects these unique characteristics of the city creating friendly streets and places that are healthy, accessible, safe, and respecting Hamilton's rich architectural heritage. If done right, inclusionary zoning will provide opportunities to create affordable, mixed-income communities that would help solve the growing housing problem. Creating a diversity of neighborhoods with mixed housing is very important to build an inclusive and vibrant city. I would support zoning bylaws that require a proportion of new housing developments to be affordable to low-income families. In Ward 1, I would support mid-density growth along major corridors such as Main Street West and adding extra stories to the commercial buildings. However, I believe that open communication, engagement, and transparency are very important for achieving the desired result. Town and Gown Tensions a phrase coined by academics, are nearly as old as universities themselves. In one of the most famous examples, a three-day riot in Oxford resulted in 62 students and nearly as many townspeople dead in 1355. The Scholastica Day riot broke out after a dispute about beer in a local tavern. Luckily, town and gown conflicts today are much tamer and involve much more substantive issues. As the Ward 1 Councilor, you will be responsible for representing both town and gown. How will you effectively represent both and successfully mediate to create solutions which balance both interests? The relationship between McMaster and the surrounding community has improved over the years. However, there is still room for improvement. McMaster and Ward 1 community need to cooperate, communicate, and engage for a safe and enjoyable environment for both students and non-student residents. As counselor, I will work to build a respectful, consultative and constructive working relationship with all parties involved. In order to provide students a safe, rich, enjoyable university experience and to build a neighborhood around McMaster that everyone feels safe and respected, it is vital to work together and improve the relationship with the community. Constant communication between the Ward 1 counselor, community groups, McMaster administration and student community are deeply important. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? First, we need to establish a protocol that allows the city to conduct consultation in a way that provides a clear understanding 
of what is expected and how to do it in an efficient and effective manner when dealing with large-scale projects. It will show genuine commitment to have meaningful consultation beyond simple hearings and town hall meetings and take account of citizens, a citizens' view as part of the decision-making process. A working protocol enabling widespread community participation will allow citizens to be active, informed, and involved, as well as allow citizens to have more influence in decision-making. It makes no sense to make decisions on issues without understanding them adequately, and neighborhood engagement is critical to properly understanding the problems faced by the community. Secondly, end area rating system so that public transit funded properly and fairly. Ward area rating must be abolished. All wards should pay the same rate for services. Every property owner utilizes city services differently. You at some point will be paying for services you don't want, don't need, don't use, or don't have close access to. However, the point of these services is not to make every person always need to use them. We live in a community where people of all needs and necessities exist. Living in a community also means that we take care of other people whenever the means are there. This is because communities thrive when every member of society thrives. For instance, many people do not have children and most people do not often need to visit the hospital. However, they still pay the taxes that fund the education and healthcare system. The purpose of these services is to make sure that everyone in society is able to pursue their interests to the best of their abilities. The more people achieve success in society, the better society does as a whole. Therefore, no matter where you live, municipal services should be provided equitably to all wards in the city and taxed accordingly. We are all one city. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? First, increasing the number of protected bike lines is vital. Riding on streets mixed with fast-moving cars is unsafe and stressful. Protected lanes will help uh, reduce stress not only for cyclists but also for drivers and reduce the conflicts between all road users. I believe dedicated, protected bike lanes should be part of every road design. It will increase ridership when people feel safe and comfortable when biking. I believe that every road with a speed limit of over 30 km per hour should have a protected bike lane. I will work with other councillors to implement a strategy that includes safe and continuous routes that connects communities across the city and motivates people to ride their bikes more. Improving bicycle ridership is vital for a healthy community and healthy environment. Secondly, ensure commitment to the 10-year transit plan. I support the council-approved 10-year transit strategy that expands our bus services throughout the city and builds LRT. Our transit services were long ignored, and it is time now to reinvest the necessary capital and act. Investing in LRT is important going forward to provide fast, accessible, affordable, practical, and comfortable transportation to our residents and for the future of our city. Working on addressing the issues that HSR has will be my priority so that it can continue its tradition of 
offering affordable and reliable public transit to our residents. Additional money for HSR is necessary to improve and upgrade the services and attract more riders. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? I support ranked balloting. I believe ranked ballots can help improve our democracy by giving a fuller voice to voters. Under our current system, a candidate can win an election with only 20% of support with 13 candidates running in Ward 1. Ranked balloting ensures no candidate wins a seat without having more than 50% of the vote. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? I believe open and transparent government is crucial, especially at the municipal level. As Ward 1 councillor, I will use every opportunity, town halls, online, face-to-face forums, and regular consultation, to listen to every Ward 1 neighborhood in West Hamilton, to hear their concerns, listen them for possible solutions and ideas for a better world and a better city. As councillor, I will work to build a respectful, consultative, and constructive working relationship with our community in Ward 1 and in Hamilton as a whole. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? Hiring a city manager is the most important job that the City Council will do. A city manager should be a visionary, practical, and hardworking. It's expected that this individual has the skills and experience in addressing budget issues, organizational concerns, and care about the overall well-being of its citizens. He or she should have the ability to make tough decisions about the city's future, at the same time embrace its culture, history, and diverse communities. He or she should be able to see diversity as one of our greatest strengths. The diversity I'm talking about is not only cultural diversity, but the ways in which we differ from one another, including sexual orientation, gender, ability, race, ethnicity, religion, income, social status, and more. It's deeply essential that the selection process is transparent and citizens of Hamilton be integrally involved at every steps of that process. It helps ensure that the new city manager selected has the full confidence of people he or she will be expected to serve. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? An architect with over 25 years of experience and a leader with accountability and responsibility on major projects I believe that I am the most qualified candidate for the job. As I mentioned earlier, prior to establishing my own architecture practice in Hamilton, I was an employee at the City of Mississauga at the Capital Planning Section of the Facilities and Property Management Department. In that role, I retained, coordinated, and managed external and internal resources, led and advised on short, medium, and long-term capital investment budgets, investigated, researched, and coordinated the competing needs of building systems, and consolidated with other technical requirements for input into comprehensive redevelopment, project planning, and strategic planning, validated capital projects to determine necessity, solution, and cost. 
I'm a certified project manager and a successful professional businesswoman. I believe that the experience I had in my 25 years of professional life prepared me for this crucial role very well. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? Three word, words I hope to describe myself would be passionate, effective, and dedicated. Three words I hope to describe council would be transparent, engaged, and forward-thinking. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? I would like to emphasize again uh, why I'm running for city council. I'm running for city council because I profoundly care about this community, and I know I can make a real impact and represent Ward 1 in a transparent, engaging, and progressive manner with the interests of people always in mind. My mission now is to build and pass a legacy to the next generation that creates a deep sense of awareness and self-esteem to carry values centered on human dignity and respect for all forms of life. My biggest dream is to ensure that all residents of this community have every possible opportunity for self-development and the pursuit of happiness. I'm a proud Hamiltonian, and I believe that with the experience that I have in life and professionally, I have the capacity to serve and contribute to this great community at a new level. I hope that on October 22nd, you will entrust me, Ella Erolo, with your vote. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast was recorded at my office in the Seedworks Urban Offices in downtown Hamilton. This has been Episode 61 of the Public Records, The 155 Podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.